Well, good day, Curate Church, Joel and Katie as well. We are loving you guys from a distance. We would love to be there. In fact, twice already this year or last year, we tried to get over to you and COVID restrictions changed that, but we're really hoping that we will be over there very soon this year. Happy New Year 2022, and we can't wait to be with you all. Well, we are with you today and it's a real honour and before we get started on the message that we feel to bring to the church over there in New Zealand, I just want to congratulate you, church, on doing what has been a tough season for the world. COVID, the world. like Joel said, has just been the most unexpected season that we've all had to endure. And the Bible talks a lot about enduring tough seasons and what it does and how it refines us. Mm. But you do need to know that you're an absolute champion and we really want to congratulate Joel and Katie on the way that you have navigated the church through this season. And I think what you don't realise when, um, you know, you're in your own community is what you've had to navigate is what the entire world and churches globally are trying to navigate in the wisest way possible. Mm. And I think you've done a really great job. So. Thanks for what you've done. Thanks for hanging in there. Most importantly, thank you so much for loving Jesus the way you do. So good on you, church. Great. <laughs> We're so yeah, proud of you. It's really important to remember what Jules just said because you can so easily think that this is affecting just me and my town in Tauranga or in Auckland or just somewhere in New Zealand, but yeah. the whole world is going through this. So don't be dismayed. Mm. Don't be discouraged, hey? Let's just realise that this is not an attack against Christianity. It's not an attack <laughs> against the church. This virus is an attack against humanity. And if we work together, we're gonna to see borders open and we'll be back together again. And we hope, our prayer, is that we will be with you in person in New Zealand this year. Uh, 2022. Can't wait to see <laughs> you. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna get in, I wanna pray. Okay, I wanna pray for you. And we wanna pray that God would speak to us today, that he would arrest our attention and that he would download to us what's important to him. Because in this season, um, we, we, we believe that it was the church's finest hour, and it still is. The opportunity we have to serve and to love people in our community, those in our neighbourhoods, um, in Families. other churches, family, <laughs> friends, those who go to church, those who don't go to church, everyone's on a journey, aren't they? And so let's allow, allow the Lord to speak to us and inspire us towards this new season that we're all walking into. So God, we thank you so much for your presence, for your love, for your grace. We know that you're here, you're with us. And because of that, God, because you're with us, we're able to do so much more than if you were not with us. Mm. And so we just ask that you would fill our hearts and our minds uh, with your love and that you would speak to us, nudge us, every one of us, God, nudge us on the inside as we speak, as Jules and I share. Lord, would you nudge us and speak to people that we might know exactly what you require of us mm. in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. 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 I want to open with a, a scripture. It's in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Uh, it's in the New Living Translation. And it says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. I love those last few words, for God was with him. Everything Jesus did, all the good things he did, he went around helping people, healing people, setting people free. Why? Because God was with him. And it made me ask the question today, what would I do if God was with me? 
what would I do if God was with me? How many times have you got to do something and you're like, oh, I'm too afraid or I don't have the resources or I couldn't do that. But if someone was here to help me, I could. I go surfing all the time. And if I ever go surfing by myself, I don't like that. But if someone's with me, that's okay. Imagine what we could do what, in life. because you you think the sharks will get them and not you? Like, no, why is that? Well, it just plays with your <laughs> mind when you're out there on the ocean by yourself. Joel knows what I'm talking about. But I started thinking, what would I attempt? Like, what would I have a go at if I knew God was with me? If God was right here, I think I'd have more confidence to help people, serve people. I think about the people I interact with throughout mm-hmm. the day, uh, people that, are, that need help. Jesus went around doing good, healing mm-hmm. all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. What would we do if we knew God was with us? What we want to share today, just the, the, the title of this little talk, is Everywhere You Go. Which it actually reminds me of that old school chant. I don't know whether you participated in the, you know, the sporting challenge chant, you know, the everywhere you go, everywhere Uh, you go, people wanna know, people people wanna wanna know know who we are. Who we are. (laughs) Okay, we'll stop right there, but- (laughs) So we tell them. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you're getting what we're saying. The title of the message today is Everywhere You Go. So everywhere you go, the Spirit of God is with you. Mm. And every day, in little and big ways, God desires to move in our lives and through our lives. If you've got your Bible there, turn to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. In the New Living Translation, it says, Let love be your highest goal. Wow. Not being right, not performing miracles. But let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities that the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. We're going to talk about prophecy a little bit later on. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7, also in the New Living Translation, says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. I want you to say that. So So we can can help help each other. We've got spiritual gifts, not so that we can show everybody how fantastic we are or how spiritual we are, but the bottom line of why the Holy Spirit gives each of us different special abilities is so so we we can help help each other. How we can help each other. Which I guess is why we let love be the highest goal. Exactly. And Jesus said when he left earth, he specifically told us that he was gonna leave us the helper. It makes sense then if the Holy Spirit is our helper and he fills us with special abilities, wouldn't he want us to help other people? Right. And there are needs everywhere we go. That's true. So every day the, the Holy Spirit is present to help us. Just three things about the Holy Spirit that I think it's good to mention at this point. The first one, that he is omnipresent, which means he is everywhere at once. So he can be here with us recording this message for you guys. He can be present right now as we're delivering this in your lounge room, in the church, wherever you're hearing this, wherever you go today, the Holy Spirit is present with you everywhere. Second thing, he's omnipotent, which, <laughs> omnip- on, how do you say it? Omnipotent okay. or omnipotent. Well, I'm, omnipotent. I'm more of the omnipotent, yeah, but you, know, wrong, that's why. <laughs> you say it however you want, <laughs> which means he's all powerful. If you're from the Mount, you say omnipotent. If you're from Taronga, you say 
you just be quiet. <laughs> Which means he's all power. There, there is nothing that's impossible with God. No situation that we face or come into contact with everywhere we go that is too small or mm. insignificant for God to move by his power. And he's omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. He knows everything. He knows what I need, what Joel needs, what you need yeah. right now. But he's also aware of the needs of everybody that we come into contact with. What a great thought. So I just want to give an example of how the Holy Spirit moves in our everyday lives behind the scenes. So a few, a few months ago now, Joel and I were mm. on holiday in a small coastal country town here in Australia and we were just sitting together having breakfast, minding our own business, actually just sitting very quietly with one yeah, another. You know that we've got that kind of relationship, you know they're a really good friend or a lover when you can just sit in silence. It was one of those kind of breakfasts, yeah. right? Yeah. And this young woman, young adult woman came and stood at our table and she said, um, do you mind if I have a few minutes of your time? And I was like, oh, here we go. And immediately she says, I know your pastors. And I'm thinking, we're in a small country town here. How on earth does she know that we're pastors? Anyway, she went on to say that she saw us in the cafe the day before and she worked at the cafe. And she said to herself uh, a few weeks before she had seen us, Lord, if you send pastors, I'm going to ask them about this particular situation in her life. Well, lo and behold, the pastors <laughs> that she had asked the Lord about were sitting in this cafe. And she said, I've got a few things that I would like to ask you about. I want you to pause right there because this is how the Holy Spirit works. So a few weeks before or a few months before I started a course with the university, it was a certificate in international women's health and human rights. And one of the last assignments I had to do in receiving this certificate was say which area I wanted to focus in moving forward and outside of this university course. And I decided that violence against women was something that I was really passionate about yeah. and I wanted to pursue in the, the months and the years to come, not just um, intervention but prevention type courses that went throughout the Australian education system. And lo and behold, here we are now with this woman who then starts to ask us questions about the violence that she had suffered in her marriage. And we found out that day that she had escaped yeah. from that relationship and she was pretty much hiding with her child in this town so that this particular spouse of hers could not find her. Yeah. And she was wanting to know what God thought about what had happened to her and her days ahead. And we were able to share with her the love of Jesus. Yeah, it was beautiful. Huh? That let love be your highest call. But here we were minding our own business and we were able to be God's mouthpiece, hands and feet in the situation that this woman had desperately asked God about. That's how the Holy Spirit yeah. works in our everyday lives. Yeah, it's so true. It's so easy when you talk about these types of subjects. Maybe you've been in a church service before where you've heard teaching about the Holy Spirit or yeah. about the spiritual gifts. And it's so easy to think that the context of all of it is really just for the room. It's for the church service and it's for you know, a demonstration of what happens during a church service. But 
The reason we're calling this everywhere you go is because there are needs everywhere you go. I mean, perhaps we're the ones that have the needs sometimes when we go and you need God to speak to someone else to meet our needs. But it just shows that there are people everywhere that need help. And God wants to use us to make that happen. So there's this great verse in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 12, yeah. um, talking about how the, the, the training or the teaching or the equipping of all these different gifts yeah. in church life. And it says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists and pastors and teachers. There's five of them. It's also called the Ascension Gift Ministry. There's five different offices or areas. Um, it says their responsibility, these people, the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, their responsibility is to equip God's people us, to do his all work. Of us. <laughs> equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So if we're in that area of apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and Joel and Katie and other people, there's lots of people that are some a few of us get up on stage and we we talk. But we're not meant to be the only ones that do all this. God's given all of us gifts, yes. not just a few people. If anything, our jo- if we've got a job, if anything, our job is actually to help equip and train all of us. To get out there and all be the us. hands and feet of Jesus to all people everywhere. And the equipping part is right there. We read it. Equip yeah. God's people to do his work. So the question that we need to ask mm. is what is God's work? What is God doing in the earth? What's he doing now? In many times we could easily think that, well, maybe what God's doing is building the church. And that's true, he is. But is he doing anything else? <laughs> if, if he's only building the church, not like that's a small thing, that's huge, right? But if he's only building the church and we only think the church is Sunday, what about every other day? There is so much that God is doing during a church service out in the foyers, in the car parks, before people even come in. Do you know there are people, I've met people who have told me at Curate that they have, before they ever attended a service at Curate, they actually would come to the car park, were too scared to come in. It took them a (laughs) while to come in. That's a person outside the building with a need that God's trying to help. And really what this talk is about and what all of our roles Mm -hmm. are about is making sure that we are all ready and equipped and feel confident to do God's work. In every sphere. In every sphere of that life. That you find yourself. Which And religion's one of those spheres. You don't, don't forget, you've got education and family and religion and government and business. Celebration. You, celebration, arts and media. You've got all these different spheres. The, the crowds one day came to Jesus and they replied, we also want to perform God's work. It's in John chapter 6, verse 28. Yeah. We want to perform God's works too. Yeah. Right? What should we do? And Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Believe in Jesus. God's work, the work of God is for us to believe in Jesus. Because you know what happens when you believe in Jesus? When you believe in Jesus, you start to believe what he thinks about things. You start to see life the way Jesus sees it. He comes down, the God man comes down to earth, Jesus, and lives and goes around everywhere he goes doing good. And so when we put our trust in our faith in Jesus and we believe in him, he starts to talk with us. He starts to highlight needs to us. He starts to reveal things to us 
And it's no wonder when you're walking down the street or you're driving somewhere or you're just around the neighborhood, it's no wonder that you start to pick up on the needs of people around you because he's actually trying to talk to you about that. So here's a couple of things that we can believe. Number one, believe that God wants to help other people. I truly believe that. I think one of the great things we could do in 2022 is have a strong conviction that God wants to help people. We We don't walk past a need and just think, well, I guess someone will help them. I hope that person's going to be okay. A bit of wishful thinking, but we realize deep in the heart of our hearts that God actually wants to help people. And the second thing, believe that God wants to use us to help those people. So firstly, God actually wants to help people. Secondly, he probably wants to use you to help (laughs) those people. That's what's really important. We've got a friend, um, someone we know who got married a couple of years ago and they were only together for a few months and um, they're in the country that they were born in and grew up in and that COVID happened. So he, he came to Australia and kept studying and she was about to come and join him, but then COVID shut. hit, the borders shut. Yeah, they've not been together since. They're stuck apart, married, only got three months together and now they've been apart for nearly two years. And so we heard about a need, we saw the need. And it became very obvious that now that the borders are open, that they want to get back together, (laughs) but financially they weren't able to do it. And so I'm thinking, they're just practical things. And if we're able to do something to help, then maybe we should do it, right? (laughs) So we are able, we're in a position to be able to help this person and for them to buy a ticket for his wife to get to Australia so that they can be reunited. Everywhere you go, there's need all around us. And it's Mm -hmm. the ability to be able to be soft enough when we believe in Jesus, we have his heart, we have his mind, we start to think his thoughts and we see the needs around us and we're able to do the work of God. So true, you know, the, the Holy Spirit doesn't want to just fill us as a one-off event. That's true. And he wants us to stir up the gifts that he's put on the inside of us and he wants to continually fill us with his spirit on a daily basis. And I'll show you what that looks like in a practical way because sometimes, you know, I think we've gone a filling with the spirit. That's just going to be like a very spiritual event and it's going to look and feel a certain way. Sometimes it's going to look really practical. For example, when I'm cleaning my teeth. I know we're going to go there and I'm not going to actually clean my teeth in front of you because that might gross some of you out. But before I talk about that, I just want to read a scripture here to show you how practically and how easily the Holy Spirit wants to use you to reach other people. So in 1 Corinthians 14, verse three, New Living Translation again, it says, but one who prophesies, everyone say prophesies. Prophesies. Good job. Strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. Three very beautiful Mm. things to bring a godly prophetic word, encourages, strengthens and comforts. So I'm cleaning my teeth. And regularly, the Holy Spirit will give me a word for someone that I wasn't even thinking about before I started cleaning my teeth. Mm. And I've realised it's happened often enough now. Yeah, I I hear you come out and tell me. (laughs) It's happened often enough now that I've made a decision that when the Holy Spirit speaks to me about someone else, I'm either going to ring them, I'm going to send them a text with the word that I feel like the Holy Spirit's giving me, or I'll pray for them. See, all, all words that the Holy Spirit gives you, not all are forgiving, like as in 
like, well, I better send that to them. Sometimes he wants us to pray into those things. But what, I, what I've decided, if the Holy Spirit says it, I'm going to speak it, whether it's in prayer, whether it's through a text message, because I want to strengthen, I want to encourage, and I want to comfort people. And it's as simple as that. And I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, oh, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you wouldn't believe I was just talking to God about that or I was asking God about that or I was wondering about that. And lo and behold, he had a girl that had an empty head and heart to be filled with what he wanted to say to someone else in an instant of time and they were blessed by it. a girl with a toothbrush. Now, there you go. You sent me a, te- <laughs> a really beautiful text the other morning. Oh, babe, are you going to tell everyone? No, I just wanted to ask. <laughs> were you brushing your teeth? I wasn't. I was sitting in my quiet chair. Sitting in my quiet chair, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10. Mm. It says uh, a whole lot of explaining about spiritual gifts. It says, To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, uh, which has happened to us. It probably has happened to you. We were one time in a situation about to buy a home, right? And we Mm -hmm. were freaked out about it to be honest and just thinking it, it was, was going to be us. a stretch financially it was and some friends yeah. at the right time gave us some advice and it proved to be so wise and helpful it was and just a simple phrase I know. you can do more than you think you can and, that's all and all we are said. far further down the track now because uh, they were able to do that and again this can be that simple to one person the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice yep to another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. That's called a word of knowledge. Sometimes you can be uh, with somebody and all of a sudden the Lord will whisper to you in your heart about a situation. Yeah. And then you could just in a real natural way start asking some questions and then share that information. Sometimes God gives us information that we did not know in order for us to share that information to encourage somebody. And again, not to pull someone down. No, I think God never God does never that. Does that. <laughs> it's always about his kindness and his love and his grace. Um, and it says uh, the same spirit gives faith to another person. Sometimes you just have this unusual faith and trust in God for a situation that you didn't have a moment ago. Um, and to someone else, the, the, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. Sometimes yeah. I've heard people say, uh, when they know that's going to happen, their hands go all hot and like fire. Really? And, and then they pray for people and they get healed. And then other times that, that's not there. I've never had that. But, you know, it's different for all of us. Sounds There's like no a, one way. Sounds like a superpower. <laughs> oh, it does. It's the Avengers. <laughs> it's a God power. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, another the ability to prophesy, which Julie was just talking about. He gives someone else the ability to discern mm. whether a message is from the Spirit of God yeah. or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another person is given the ability to interpret what that language might be. At the end of the day, we've all got these different gifts, and the reason God gives them to us is so that together, one of us at any given time may be able to help one of us at any given time. Well, sometimes what's happened is we have created superstars out of the people who have the gifts. And so we get all inspired and we're so enthralled and enamoured by people who have got a great ability on the stage to be able to prophesy or to be able to heal or do a miracle. And then we start to worship them if we're not careful. But the, the true superstar is Jesus. Hey, and we're all just meant to be his hands and his feet and his mouthpiece in order to deliver yeah. God's work on the earth. Mm-hmm. So again, God gives all of us mm-hmm. different gifts by the same spirit in order that we might help people mm-hmm. everywhere we go. I guess we'll end with this, but it kind of looks like either being 
religiously supernatural, and I'll explain the definition of that, or naturally supernatural. We shouldn't shy away from being supernatural. We That's serve good. a supernatural Just God. Just need to be natural about it. But whether we become religious about it or natural about it is actually... Religious about it or natural about it. ...is actually up to us. So to be religiously supernatural, this is the definition, and they might put this on the bottom. That's up to you guys over there in Curate. <laughs> religiously supernatural finds the need to use language, cliches, and styles that they have seen and heard from others to deliver a prompting or a message from the Holy yes, Spirit. Yes, 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 here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> naturally, super, naturally supernatural is just delivering the Holy Spirit's prompting or message within your own personality. Great. Embrace your own personality. For you. And with language that will be received with understanding and ease on the other end. So I think God is just looking for naturally supernatural people that are themselves. I mean, it'd be silly if I got a word for someone in a cafe to walk up to them in a religious fashion using religious terminology in Jesus' name. You know, like, I just don't know whether that will really go down well. That would turn some heads, though. It would totally turn some heads. And maybe it would turn some people off too, maybe. And maybe a couple of phone calls. But I think Jesus was naturally supernatural and made it digestible to deliver what the Father was wanting to do in individual lives. Mm. And I would encourage you, just be you. If You know, if I get a word for someone... Um, they that I even don't know. know. No, I'm not going to say, and this is a word from the Lord, or Jesus would prophesy. say this to you. Sometimes you, you're packaging it in a way that brings strength, comfort, that brings mm. encouragement. Like you're just doing it in a natural way that makes it digestible for someone to not shy away from what you're bringing for them, but it makes them lean in to wonder, where did this come from? Mm. And why does Ask this person know this about me? And I would just encourage us, you know, in our everyday lives, everywhere we go, everywhere we go, people want to know. You know what they want to know? They really do want to know that you care for them. And Jesus, he wants you to make love your highest call and your highest goal. It's so true. You know, just as we're finishing up, as you read throughout the scriptures, if you go from the beginning of the book, Genesis all the way through, there are different moments throughout the Bible, throughout the biblical history, where God reveals himself by his name. And so he would say, I'm El Shaddai. So then everyone knew that he was the majestic creator, or Mm. I am Jehovah Rapha, I'm the Lord who heals you, or I'm Jehovah Jireh, I'm the Lord who Mm. provides for you. I'm Jehovah Sikinu, which is, I'm the Lord who makes you right, makes you righteous, I'm your righteousness. And then you follow it all the way through scripture. There's all these different names. God introduces himself so that we know what we can receive from him. And we get all the way through to when Jesus arrives. The Bible says in the fullness of time, God sent his son. In Philippians chapter two, it says that um, Jesus was given the name above every name. That at his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So that means that every name that God gave himself throughout scripture 
all culminated into the name of Jesus, who had, now has powerful. the name above every other name. So think wow. God is healer, provider, righteousness, peace. He is here, mm. all these different ones. Now Jesus has all those names. He is the name above every single name, mm. which is why our allegiance is to Jesus. That's why you hear us talking about Jesus. God sent his son. He sent himself. He became man like us, mankind like us, for one specific reason, that he might die for the sins of the world, that if we trust in him, we could have everlasting life. And so we just want to really encourage you, if you're on that faith journey and you've got questions about God and you're leaning towards him, reach out right where you are. You don't have to have some magical experience, although quite often it is like that, but just reach out to God and say, Jesus, please save me, forgive me, heal me. Lord, help me follow you all the days of my life. Becoming a Christian is turning the allegiance of your heart over to him. You now live for an audience of one. And if you've prayed a prayer like that, congratulations. I'm sure Joel and Katie and the team will give you some next steps towards what that looks like and, Jesus. and how to how to download a free Bible and really take everyday steps with Jesus mm. so that everywhere you go, you can do what God really wants to do on the earth. Let me just finish with this. You think about all those names. Because you trust Jesus now, the name of Jesus is in you and on you, which means his name is supreme over your life, which means God as healer, that name is on you. Jehovah Rapha is on you. Jehovah Shalom, God is my peace. Yes. That name is on you because of Jesus. So righteousness is on you, peace is on you, provision is on you. All that that's in the names of God through Jesus is on you. This means everywhere you go today, this week, if there's a need, if someone is sick, the name of Jesus is on you and in you. God's name is to heal, Rapha. That means his name is on you to heal. You don't have to bring them to church to get healed. You can do that. Beautiful. Reach out. His name is on you. Mm. Extend his name and let people be healed. Extend God's name and let people find peace. Through Jesus in you, people can find peace, provision, healing. They can be right with God, righteousness. Mm. God can be here. He's Because he's there with you, mm. he can be there anywhere you go. So before we go, I would love the opportunity to just pray for two things. Your healing, if you're mm. sick in your body, I believe that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, it lives and within us and we have access to that same power to bring healing to our body. And I also want to pray for the peace of God. The Bible says the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So before we go today, if you have any of those two needs, you need healing in your physical body, well, you need that peace that surpasses mm. understanding. L allow us to pray that over you and into you today in Jesus' name. So, Father, thank you. we thank you that you are here with us right now. We thank you that you know every need that is out there. You know every physical ailment that needs healing. So I speak healing in the name of Jesus over everybody that is suffering right now. Lord, I pray that your healing power would begin and finish a work in that body today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your peace. Your word says to us that it surpasses our understanding, that peace, God. I pray that it would fall on minds and hearts that are listening to us today. Thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us everywhere we go. Oh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Curate Church, we love you. Joel and Katie, we'll see you soon.